1: Good Thursday morning, new air quality alerts across the U.S. Cities being choked by that wildfire smoke. It is June the 8th.
2: This is Today. Breaking news, 120 million Americans waking up to new warnings as hazardous air blankets much of the United States.
3: It's not just what you see, but it's also what you feel.
2: The New York City skyline nearly invisible behind that orange haze. Some workers being told to stay home. Schools canceling outdoor activities. Major airports brought to a standstill. We'll have the very latest and Al will tell us how long this will stick around. Mounting legal troubles, prosecutors moving closer to a potential indictment of Donald Trump in that classified documents case, while his former advisor is subpoenaed in the January 6th investigation. So where does it all go from here? We'll break it down on the mend. Pope Francis resting in the hospital after undergoing a three-hour surgery. An update on his condition and what the Vatican is now saying about his road to recovery. On the move, you're on Vandersloot, the prime suspect in the Natalie Holloway case, being handed over to the FBI, heading to the United States to face charges connected to that high-profile disappearance. We are live in Peru as it all unfolds this morning. Those stories plus, eruption. Hawaii's Kilauea Volcano begins spewing hot lava again. The new alert just issued and new images of that dazzling display. And flipping out, the bright young hopefuls for Team USA joining Savannah live in Paris today, Thursday, June 8th,
4: 2023. From NBC News, this is Today with Savannah Guthrie, live from Paris, France, And Hoda Kotb, live from Studio 1A in Rockefeller Plaza.
2: Oh, good morning. Good to see you. Welcome to today. We're so happy that you're joining us on this Thursday morning. Savannah, once again in Paris, the place to be. The next summer games will be there in about a year.
1: Oh, the sweet life in Paris, and soon we will have Olympians from all across the world here in this beautiful city. We're so excited to be bringing you this build up to the Olympics about a year from now. We're in Trocadero Square again this morning, and this morning we're going to focus on two things that everybody's excited about, perhaps no one more than you, Hoda women's gymnastics, okay? Of course, that iconic Eiffel Tower behind me, that also is one of the things we're covering. We've got three of America's top female gymnasts who are here in Paris. They are hoping they'll be on the Next Olympic team. Some names you know, some names you will know. And then a little bit later, we will take you inside the Eiffel Tower and show you parts of this beloved landmark that visitors rarely get to see. So we've got a lot ahead from Paris, but I know, Hoda, you're on a big, big story back home.
2: We are indeed, Savannah. All right, tens of millions of people are waking up once again to dangerous air quality. The images are kind of hard to believe. Take a look. Here's what the New York City skyline looked on Monday afternoon. And this is what it looked like yesterday. That change in just 20 or 48 hours. It forced the cancellation of sporting events, of school activities, even Broadway shows. A lot of residents have been wearing masks again. The scenes feel like kind of the pandemic as the mayor urges residents to stay inside. And that massive cloud of smoke, it's only expanding. Now it's reaching farther south and west with major warnings in Philly and in D.C., We have got everything you need to know before you head off to work or school. We're going to start with NBC's Emily Akeda. She is right there at the New York City skyline behind her. Hey, Emily, good morning.
5: Hey there, Hoda. Believe it or not, this is actually an improvement compared to yesterday. Still, you see that heavy haze obscuring New York City skyline. And I've got my mask in hand here as officials encourage everyone to take precautions and doctors brace for a potential influx in patients as these conditions linger. This morning, as millions are waking up to smoky cityscapes for a third day in a row, the White House stepping in. President Biden extending critical support to Canada, ordering all available federal firefighting assets to help contain the early season wildfires ravaging that country and sending unprecedented plumes of smoke into the U.S. New York City's iconic skyline becoming almost unrecognizable throughout the day yesterday, taking on an apocalyptic-like haze. A startling comparison to earlier this week.
4: You smell like straight barbecue.
6: It's only getting worse. You can barely breathe.
5: Today, air quality alerts are impacting more than 100 million people across 16 states, prompting many to reach for those pandemic-era masks.
7: It's got me coughing a little. That's why I put the mask on.
5: From the Midwest to the Northeast and into the Mid-Atlantic, The heavy haze triggering a domino effect of flight and travel delays. Sporting events, including two major league baseball games, were called off Wednesday as schools in several cities canceled outdoor activities and Google advised employees to stay home. The curtain even coming down on some Broadway shows. New York City has now recorded the worst air quality in the world two days in a row. Its AQI, or measure of pollution, spiking above 400, well into the hazardous zone. Researchers say an AQI of 150 is equivalent to about seven cigarettes a day.
0: It's concerning simply because you just don't
5: expect to see it. And if you can see it, you know that you're breathing it. How quickly can people start feeling symptoms? Oh, very quickly. And medical experts say more vulnerable populations will experience symptoms to a more extreme degree. So think younger children, seniors expecting mothers and those with respiratory conditions like asthma. As for the question, do masks help in these kinds of scenarios? The short answer is yes, they do help. And for that reason, the state of New York is doling out one million face coverings today, Hoda.
2: Yeah, good idea there. Uh, Emily, thank you. That haze, by the way, is also taking a toll on air travel with the F.A. pausing some flights because of reduced visibility. NBC's Tom Costello covers aviation. He's at Reagan National for us there. Tom, um, we've heard about some flight cancellations. How many flights have been canceled or delayed at this point?
6: Hey, Hoda, good morning. So we've already got about 600 delays today alone. We got about a couple of dozen cancellations, and we've got significant situation happening at both Philly and LaGuardia Earlier this morning, a ground stop at LaGuardia, and now we've got uh, significant delays and pauses at both airports with air traffic coming in because of this thick smoke. Uh, here in Washington, we woke up to a purple air quality that's worse than red, and it has just been an incredibly challenging moment with the w- morning, rather, with the winds and the thick smoke. So we're going to be watching this throughout the day. Take a look behind me; you can barely see that tower. Back to you, uh, Tom. So tell us, tell us what people
2: could expect uh, today as they head to the airports.
6: So we are going to be watching those key New York City airports. They are still expected to have, as we said, we've already got LaGuardia on a ground stop, uh, ground delays expected throughout the day. The key airports to watch today are going to be, first of all, New York City, as well as LaGuardia and Newark, JFK, Teterboro, of course, Philadelphia, a little bit further south. And now for uh, the DC, greater DC area, we've got the following. We've got Baltimore, Washington, Reagan, Dulles, Charlotte, as well. We're also going to be watching Philly very closely today. So this is going to be a very busy day of of delays and some cancellations we expect as the smoke uh, moves in. Can Can I just make the point? You can barely see through the haze the tower Normally, if you've been here, right across the river, you can see the Washington Monument. You can't see anything right now. Can't see the Washington Monument, can't see the Jefferson Memorial, can't see the Capitol. It's really just an astonishingly thick smoke day already. Take a look at Philly real quickly. Same thing, very, very thick smoke in Philadelphia as that smoke moves its way down the East Coast just As thick as you could cut it with a knife. I'll hold it back to you.
2: Yeah, Tom, we're seeing those images as you said, DC, here in New York, Philly, all across the East Coast. So the question is, people are heading out to work, they're heading out to school, they're wondering what's going on here. Al, right now, is taking a closer look at what's happening. Hey, Al. You
4: know, I flew into Washington yesterday and leaving LaGuardia, we were delayed for about an hour and a half. But flying, when we went through that layer, the 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 cabin filled up. We were thinking because of the HEPA filters, we'd be fine, but no. Everybody was coughing. The eyes were burning. Oh it, it, so it's a big, big problem. And guess what? Take a look. This is globally. We're top five worst air quality uh, cities yesterday. Lahore, Pakistan, number four. Uh, Bangladesh, number two. Tel Aviv, number three. New York City was number one yesterday. Detroit was number five for dirtiest air. And we're going to be seeing more of this. Record start to the fire season. More than nine million acres have burned so far. This is the fastest pace uh, out of five of the last six years. So we are going to be in this for a while. And Canadian wild and U.S. wildfires since 1986, 40 percent of these total acres burned are linked to climate change. 20 million acres. That's more than the state of South Carolina because of warming temperatures, decreasing humidity. Both combine that dries out the vegetation and increase the fire risk. So now you can see stretching all the way from the Great Lakes all the way back into New York and down to Washington, D.C. The winds are coming around this low pressure system right now. Air quality un. Unha- healthy from the wildfire smoke alone for 98 million people air quality right now. The worst is going to be from southern New York down into Delaware. We're going to see well, right now, right now, it's unhealthy in New York, very unhealthy in Philadelphia and Washington, hazardous in uh, in Allentown, Pennsylvania. And you can see if, as we move on into tomorrow, that smoke pushes down to the south, starts to clear out here in the northeast. We've got more smoke, though, back Detroit down to Charleston and Pittsburgh. We will see improvement tomorrow and on into the weekend. But for today, a 121 million people at risk for ozone and Canadian wildfire smoke from the southwest in California all the way into the Northeast. But the good news is we start to see improvement tomorrow Mm -hmm. and even better on Saturday and Sunday.
2: Good. All right, Al. Thank you so much. I know a lot of people have lots of questions. You know, what should they do with their kids going to school and they go to work? Should they turn their AC on? Dr. Raj is going to join us in just a little bit, and she's going to answer all your questions. But first, we've got some significant developments in the investigation that surround Donald Trump. Craig joins
8: the table. Hey, Craig. Hey, Hoda. Good morning. Good morning to you as well. There are growing signs now that the Justice Department. Department is moving toward a possible indictment over the former president's handling of classified documents. This, as the special counsel investigating the January sixth attack and Trump's efforts to stay in office has now subpoenaed a key witness. NBC's senior legal correspondent, Laura Jarrett, is here with us once again. Laura, good morning to you. Uh, So we know now, uh, thanks to your reporting, your team's reporting last night, that the president was informed, his lawyers were informed that he is a target in the classified documents investigation. What does that mean for the president? What does that mean for the investigation? Yeah,
3: so I know there's a lot of terminology flying around target witness. The basic idea is if the lawyers have been informed that he's a target, it means they believe that he has been suspected of committing a crime. Does it mean that he is absolutely going to get indicted? No. But it means that he is facing significant legal exposure. And it's again, another data point that suggests that we are nearing the end of this investigation. The president, I should mention, former president, maintains that he has done nothing wrong, saying on Truth Social yesterday, I have not been told that I've been indicted. Um, So we're still not there yet. I want to make that clear to people. And I also don't want people at home to think the DOJ just reached this conclusion that he's a target. We've known for quite some time. Remember, they raided his right. home in Mar-a-Lago. So we've known for some time that he was sort of in the ire of this. But this is re- we're reaching a, d- a different critical junction, I think, at this point.
8: A lot of folks might be a little confused because we're now seeing this activity at a separate grand jury yeah. in South Florida, yeah. and yeah. most of the attention had been focused uh, on on DC. It is does that mean we might see charges in, in two different places, or or no?
3: Yes, and I think the reason for that is that the Justice Department, of course, remember, has to be able to prove. That the place where they bring the charges, where something actually happened, okay. that the crime actually happened in that place. It's about venue, right? And so if this whole thing has been the whole time about his retention of classified documents or obstructing their efforts to get the documents back, that all happened in Florida. Of okay. course, the investigators are in D.C., the Justice Department's in D.C., they might prefer Washington, D.C., given the jury pool, given that the judges there are very well versed in classified document issues. But if all the actions happened in Florida and they don't Want to have any delays or have him file a bunch of motions to get the case dismissed? That's why you might see charges in
8: Florida. And and lastly, while we have you again, uh, it's Perhaps a little hard for some folks to keep up because we are talking about yes. four separate criminal investigations. Any updates on the investigation to the January 6th insurrection?
3: Yes. As to it relates to his efforts to stay in office in the January 6th insurrection, we have now learned that a key ally, Steve Bannon, sometime a uh, longtime advisor to the former president, was in fact subpoenaed as it relates to just that investigation. We know that subpoena went out in late May. As for whether he'll comply with it, we don't know. His attorney declined to comment, and so did the judge. All
8: right. Our senior legal correspondent, Laura Jarrett. Thanks, as always.
3: Let's move now to breaking news out of France. Several children
2: were stabbed on a playground. It happened in the Alpine town of Annecy. That's about five hours southeast of Paris, and it's not far from Geneva, Switzerland. Officials say an attacker with a knife wounded four children and one adult in a park. Three of the victims are said to be in critical condition. Police say the suspect was quickly apprehended, taken into custody. They say he is a Syrian national with legal refugee status in France. French President Emmanuel Macron reacting to this 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 morning, calling the attack absolute cowardice. He tweeted, the nation is in shock. Our thoughts are with them, as well as their families and emergency services mobilized. In Paris, lawmakers interrupted a debate to hold a moment of silence for the victims.
8: Also this morning, the Vatican has just released a new statement on the Pope's condition following his abdominal surgery yesterday. NBC's Megan Fitzgerald is at that hospital in Rome where Pope Francis spent his first night in recovery. Again, Megan, good morning. Statement just out. How is the Pope doing?
7: Craig, good morning to you. The Pope is doing well. The Vatican's saying that that three-hour-long abdominal surgery went well, uh, no complications, and that he rested well and long overnight. Now, look, he is going to stay in this hospital behind me for the next five to seven days to recover, but the good news here is that he has been cleared to travel once he recovers. It's good news because he's got this jam-packed summer schedule where he's expected to make trips to Mongolia and Portugal in August. Uh, now, look, this is just the latest surgery. We know that the Pope has had a string of health concerns. He was hospitalized in March for bronchitis. Of course, in 2021, in July, uh, he had surgery for his colon where part of his colon was removed. Uh, But look, all in all, the Pope is in good spirits, uh, reportedly joking with doctors. Doctors telling him he can't do any heavy lifting. He says, I'm the Pope. I don't lift weights. But he does lift babies. And that's off limits, too. But He's Pope Francis Craig, so we'll see what happens there.
8: Good to hear that the 86-year-old pontiff is on the mend, Megan Fitzgerald. Megan, thank you. All right. We've got a
2: lot more to get to, including the prime suspect in the nearly 20-year-old disappearance of Natalie Holloway being handed over to the FBI in Peru today. From there, he will be flown to Alabama to face charges related to an alleged extortion plot connected to the high-profile case. NBC's Guad Venegas is at the airport in Peru for us. Hey, Guad, good morning.
9: Good morning, uh, Hoda. So just minutes ago, Vandersupe left a detention facility north of Lima. He is currently on his way to the military section of the Lima airport, where, as we've been told by the head of uh, Interpol in Peru, he will be handed over to FBI agents that are here on the ground. They will fly back with him to the U.S., where he will face charges nearly 20 years after the disappearance of Natalie Hallway. This morning, 35-year-old Joran Vandersloot, the prime suspect in Natalie Holloway's disappearance nearly two decades ago, is being handed over to the FBI. He's facing federal wire fraud and extortion charges in Alabama for promising information to Natalie's mother, Beth Holloway, about how her daughter died and where her body was located. Authorities say he asked for a quarter of a million dollars but was given 25,000 in an FBI sting operation. You're a Van der Sloot's lawyer claims his client was tricked into it. Allegations the Holloway family tells NBC News are patently untrue. Van der Sloot is currently serving a 28-year sentence in Peru for the murder of a woman there, Stephanie Flores. He will be flown from Lima to Birmingham, Alabama in the hands of American authorities, where he could face a judge as soon as today.
10: One is that he will need to be arraigned on the charges against him. The other is that a decision will need to be made about whether to keep him in custody pending trial. That would seem to be a
5: foregone conclusion.
9: The move to the U.S. happening, despite a last-ditch legal effort by Vandersloot's lawyer this week to fight his surrender after originally agreeing to it. Joyce Vance is the former U.S. attorney who signed the original indictment back in 2010.
10: Because there's no way of proving beyond a reasonable doubt that she's dead, there's no way to charge this case as a murder. But it will be justice and it will matter.
9: 18-year-old Natalie Holloway vanished during a high school graduation trip to Aruba back in 2005. Authorities say Vandersloot and several others were with her the last night she was seen alive. The teen's remains have never been found, but today, a long-awaited reckoning for her family is one step closer to reality.
5: Until Iran faces the
9: extortion charges in the
5: U.S.,
1: then justice is not being served.
9: Now, in the next few minutes, Varyshu is expected to arrive here at the military section of the Lima airport. Uh, You can see behind me an area with military personnel waiting for that caravan to enter this section. Now, his trial in the U.S. could begin within the next year. If found guilty in the U.S., he could face up to 20 years. Now, let's keep in mind, that would be after he returns to Peru once again to finish that 28-year sentence. Hoda. All right, Rod Venegas for us, there. Peru 1.
2: Thank you. We're going to have a lot more, by the way, on this case tomorrow. The Holloway's family's longtime attorney will join us for an exclusive live interview.
8: All right. Let us switch gears mm-hmm. here. 719. Mr. Roker, of course, smoky skies. Yeah, that's the, right. The case yeah. for tens of millions. What yeah, about that's the right. Of- we're
4: also looking at some strong storms down through the Gulf Coast, some showers along this front, making their way through the plains, a flood watch up through the Pacific Northwest, I should say into the Western Plains and sunshine through the Southwest. And that's your latest weather, guys. All right. Thanks.
2: All right now, thank you. Uh, still have we're going to have a lot more on that hazard Hayes. It's hanging over a large chunk of the country. A lot of people are wondering what should they do and what they should not do when the sky looks like this. We're going to get some answers for an expert. Hey, Savannah.
1: Oh, hold on with some of your favorite people. Mm-hmm. We are counting down to Paris 2024, and we're focusing this morning on gymnastics. Jordan Child, Shilise Jones, Connor McClain. They all have their eyes set on the Olympics after sweeping the podium. Yeah. And the most gymnastics they're ready we'll chat with them live but first this is today on NBC
11: the longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards the longest field goal ever missed also 76 yards why bring this up because knowing your limits matters both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal it probably won't go well So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand.
0: When you're hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed.
2: We're back here. It's 7.30 in the the United States, but more importantly, it is 1.30 in the afternoon in beautiful Paris, France. Savannah (laughs) is celebrating just (sighs) everything, but the Olympics just (sighs) a year away.
1: You know what? It's just about Rosea o'clock, Coda. Here I am in Trucadero Square. You see the Eiffel Tower right behind me. I just wanted to show you around a little bit. You guys are going to flip out. We'll all be here about a year from now for the Olympics. This is going to be the Today Show set and the NBC Sports set for primetime. It's a French restaurant at the feet of the Eiffel Tower. Could you die? You know what we call that here in France? We call it la vie belle, the sweet life, okay? I know that sounded a little Italian. I am working on my accent. (laughs) So here's the Eiffel Tower. As I've been telling you guys, these iconic sites are part of the Olympics. This is where beach volleyball will be, right at the feet of the Eiffel Tower. And if you can look over to the left, there's a gold dome there. I've been practicing this pronunciation. Les Envalies. I'm sure I said it wrong, but it's an iconic French structure, and that's where archery will be here. Everywhere you go, there is Olympic excitement here in Paris, and I really mean it. Everywhere you go, you might run into Team USA hopefuls. We have Shilise and Connor and Jordan Childs, and we're going to get to talk to them about their dreams in just a few moments. So, guys, much to look forward to here in Paris for the moment. I'll send it back to Paris you. Paris looks really good on Savannah uh, Guthrie. But
2: we're, ha- we're having big FOMO here. We got to, yeah, we're <laughs> definitely having some FOMO. Oh, looks good on looks, All right. Thanks, Savannah. We'll
8: check back.
1: Come in. meet me for the weekend.
8: I would love that. <laughs> OK. Uh, back here, though, uh, a little bit more on that story that everyone is talking about. We're talking, of course, about the dangerous air quality that is impacting more than 100 million people across some 16 states. Now, it's all because of those raging wildfires in Canada.
2: It claimed uh, climbed up into the hazardous range, the highest level alert here in New York yesterday. And as Tom Costello went way high in D.C. just this morning, we brought in Dr. Roshni Raj. She's a gastroenterologist and associate professor of medicine at NYU. So, Dr. Raj, let's just talk about this morning. It's 730 in the morning. A lot of people are heading off to school or heading off to work and they want to do the right thing by their kids. You told me your kid's school Was canceled. It was. But if your kid's school is in session and you're heading out this morning, what is the right thing for a parent to do?
10: Well, you know, we're looking outside, and it actually it seems better than yesterday. But I want everyone to realize we are still in that dangerously unhealthy level, which means that everyone, even if you're not particularly high risk, needs to take this seriously and limit your exposure outdoors. So if you're bringing your child to school, this is not the day to walk the 20 blocks. Maybe if you have an option to drive or go in a car, um, definitely wearing masks is important. Again, for everyone, not just high-risk groups, because children in particular are high-risk, but for the adults as well, we want to really limit that exposure to these tiny particulate matter, so these really, really small particles Mm -hmm. that can get deep into the lung tissues and trigger inflammation, irritation, and potentially even long-term issues. Well, let's talk
8: about that, I mean, the short-term and long-term potential effects, because for a lot of folks, sure, it's just the haze, but here Mm -hmm. in New York City, yesterday, I was struck Mm -hmm. by the smoke, the Mm -hmm. thickness of the smoke. I had some trouble... Not just breathing, but in terms of like my eyes started to water.
10: Absolutely. So, the way this, um, you know, the toxic dust and ash and everything gets into your body is really through breathing it in, but also the eyes. So, some of the symptoms you might experience would be eye burning, eye irritation, cough, wheezing, potentially chest tightness, Mm -hmm. um, you know, fatigue, headaches. And these are signs that you are being affected. Now, that's a short term effect. Long term, we really don't know what the long term effects are, but theoretically, if you're going to have prolonged exposure, so if you're outdoors working which we are definitely not recommending anyone do but if you're for several hours exposed to this very likely there would be some long-term effects as well And for children even increasing their risk of asthma down the oh. road even if they don't have asthma right now so you want to be very careful and really limit the exposure
2: Last night I got home and um, the they were everyone was saying turn off your AC units we have the window units that you yeah. have to turn on and off because it brings the air from outside right but what's the best rule of thumb when it comes to AC in your house in your car, what yeah. should you be doing? Well, you
10: want to make sure, particularly in the home, that the AC unit is not on the setting that brings in outside air. Okay. So you want to turn off that setting and make sure you're just recirculating the indoor air. Uh-huh. Obviously, you have to make sure the windows are properly sealed and closed. Air purifiers are another good option. Um, yeah. You know, you want to make sure the air purifier will service the entire area of the room. And if you have a very large room and a smaller room, maybe make one small room the clean room where you spend most of your time. You want to avoid vacuuming and even cooking. You know, indoors during this time, because there is some indoor air pollution, as careful as you can be. Some of this is getting inside your house and you don't want to be circulating that air by vacuuming too much.
2: Dr. Raj,
8: as we've been having this conversation, I've noticed (laughs) a few folks walking by here on 49th Street wearing those N95 masks. And a lot of people in the plaza plaza, not wearing
2: any masks at all
8: yeah should we be masking we
10: should right now you know we just checked the level it was over 200 here in new york city so that is considered unhealthy for everyone no matter what your risk is and that means you do want to be wearing a mask when you have to be outside but really better to not be outside if possible all right dr raj thank you for the advice we appreciate
2: it what do you say we send it back to savannah who's in paris hey
1: sg Hi there, guys. Well, we've been seeing the Eiffel Tower all morning long. It, of course, is one of the most iconic landmarks in the world. Well, Kira Simmons got remarkable access to it. And just ahead, a firsthand look at the Eiffel Tower's rich history and the big role it's going to play in the 2024 Olympics. But first, got to catch up with some of America's brightest stars in women's gymnastics. They're right here with me this morning. And they hope to be right back here in Paris next summer for the Olympics. We'll chat with them right after this. We are back with more of our Countdown to Paris, live from Paris, France. And no one understands the ticking clock toward the Olympics better than the athletes. They are training 24-7 for a chance to join Team USA. And this morning, I'm so delighted to be joined by three talented hopefuls in women's gymnastics. We will speak with them live here in Paris in just a moment. But first, let's show you how they got here. 22-year-old Jordan Childs is no stranger to the Olympic Games. In Tokyo, Jordan was suddenly called in to step in for Simone Biles after the four-time gold medalist pulled out of the team final for mental health reasons. Under pressure, Jordan delivered, helping Team USA take home silver. I also knew in in my body that I could pull out. Um, everything that I had. Since her Olympic debut, Jordan has held nothing back as an all around standout at UCLA and on the world stage. Looking to make their Olympic dreams come true, 20 year old Shilise Jones and 18 year old Connor McLean, each gymnast on the path to Olympic stardom after separately facing tragedy at home in 2021. Shilise lost her father, Sylvester, and Connor lost her father, Mark. Both considered giving up gymnastics, but instead, Shilice and Connor are pushing forward in honor of their dads. Shilice is looking to earn her ticket to Paris after just missing out on the Tokyo team, and she's showing the world what they missed and what's to come. For Connor, Paris 2024 has always been the goal, as she told Steve Harvey when she was just 11 years old.
8: I understand that you are preparing for a big opportunity. What is that?
1: Um yes, the 2024 Olympics to win the all-around gold medal. And Connor showed us she wasn't kidding around when she earned her first national title last year. A history-making moment as both Shailese and Jordan joined Connor at the medal ceremony. Together, they became the first three Black women ever to sweep the podium at the US Gymnastics Championships.
0: That moment was so unreal. I'm just like,
1: wow, we did that. With that momentum, these gymnasts are once again looking to make history and carry on Team USA's legacy. And without further ado, let's say bonjour to Jordan, Shylise and Connor. Good morning, ladies. Good morning. How does it feel to be in Paris and the Olympics just about a year away? Honestly, it's an amazing thing just being able to
10: be here and just feel the environment and everything like that. I'm beyond excited. I can't wait to, you
1: know, push towards a huge goal that all three of us have and just to see where everything turns out. How about if you've been to Tokyo? This will be your first Olympics with you make the team next year. What does it mean to to you, Shilice. Um, It means the world. Um, coming back for the second go round, you know, and just being one spot short. Um so many goals have passed and this is just like my one big goal, so hopefully I can finally have it in my hands. You came so close in Tokyo. Now is your moment. Connor, for you, I can't believe that darling little 11-year-old knew exactly when she would be here in Paris for the Olympics. How does it feel to be so close to that lifelong goal? It
0: feels incredible. Oh my gosh, it feels like I'm almost there. I've been training 17 years for this. I said on the Steve Harvey show that I wanted to be here and I'm one year away, so I'm excited. Look, All of you have known each other through elite gymnastics
1: since you were little girls. Jordan, you had that moment in Tokyo. I think I remember reading a headline said, you were the hero we didn't know we needed. You <laughs> stepped up in that moment. How, as a veteran now of the Olympics, do you approach it coming back to Paris? Honestly,
10: like you said, I did go to Tokyo and had that huge, heroic moment, but coming into This next year, you know, I'm just gonna have fun, enjoy every single moment that I have. I've done it once before, so
1: I'm just out here seeing if I can do it again, and you know, live life how i should be living it, and just enjoying and having fun well i know all three of you this is not an easy road to be in elite <laughs> gymnastics you give up everything you both had personal losses but you decided to stick with it what what is motivating you every day shylise
5: um just my family
1: myself i know there's still more for me to prove out there and i want to accomplish so much more so yeah. just kind of pushing and grinding every day until i reach that final big goal how about you connor
0: i would say the same doing it for myself and my family and for especially my dad, and just making it through
1: and pushing through. Wow. Well, you're making history already. We cannot wait to cheer you on and watch you shine. Thank you so much, Jordan, Shilise, and Connor. Thank you for coming to Paris and getting us excited. Thank yeah. you. All right, guys. Remember to save the day. You can catch all of the Olympic action on the networks of NBC next summer, 2024. I'll meet you here, okay? Yes. We,
2: are, <laughs> we are so pumped, S.G. Those girls look phenomenal. Jordan. It's good to see you, Shylise. And Connor, I can't believe yes. we, we know new names now. We're yes. excited. All
1: right, guys. You don't know this, but Hoda's gonna become the aunt you never knew you needed. Oh, yeah. You have a new aunt, Hoda. Hey, you,
2: you, you, we
7: love it, we love it. You
2: won't be able to quit me, okay? I, we can't wait to see you. There. Can't wait to hug them, can't, <laughs> no, can't, can't wait to hug them. Wish him. I could do it now. Yeah. Uh, all right, guys. Mr. <laughs> Roker, how about a check of the way? It's a
4: fine line between that and a restraining order. <laughs> 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 it's just a little outside. Okay, smoky skies here in the northeast, mid-Atlantic states. Back Back through some of the central Great Lakes, strong storms firing up today uh, as we get down into Texas. We are looking at sunshine to the southwest, flood watches in the Western Plains. And that is your latest weather, guys. Right. Thanks,
8: so. Al. Thanks, buddy. Coming up, we're going to save you some money on summer essentials from those big ticket items like a new grill to sunscreen as well. Vicky has some great tips on finding hidden deals.
2: All right. Plus, have you ever seen someone get a really piece of good news and then they just completely lose it? Uh-huh. You're about to on the boost. But first,
8: these
11: messages.